the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree is on every day with Herman Kane. 1106 a.m. every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750. WSB. We are Shucky Ducky is the man. Oh, Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed of the truth so you can help make this a better United States of America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Herman. Greetings from Brooklyn, Iowa, off of Interstate 80, on my way east from Des Moines today. I've already seen uh, yes. Governor Chris Christie of New Jersey uh, outside of Des Moines, now headed towards Cedar Rapids, where I'm going to pick up uh, Governor John Kasich a little later. Then I hope to hit an event with Senator Rand Paul later this afternoon in Davenport and stick around there for an evening rally with Senator Bernie Sanders. So a full schedule of events today uh, and all through the weekend as everybody starts making their last dash around the Hawkeye State to Monday night's vote, Herman. Very good. What were your impressions of last night? Well, I, I think two things. Uh, uh, Donald Trump certainly got all the play, don't you think, in the run-up to uh, the debate and his sort of counter, uh, I almost called it a counter-protest, his, his own uh, <laughs> event there just a few miles from where the debate was. But I thought that judging from the way that the political press corps dealt with it and from the way that the Iowa press dealt with it, I do think that the debate got more attention uh, in, the, in the local newspapers and local TV and radio than the Trump event did. The Trump event became sort of a, a 1A or a 1B story in the papers here. Uh, the, across the state of Iowa and on radio and TV, the, the, the debate was number one. Now, I'm not saying that to say that Trump made a mistake. Don't get me wrong, because I still don't believe he's going to suffer uh, because of this move, which is not unprecedented uh, in skipping a debate. But I do think, Herman, that as I, as I talked about yesterday and then I watched it happen in front of me last night, I do think Trump inadvertently opened the door and allowed Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and even Jeb Bush and others a, a much more clean opportunity to make their case to the voters of Iowa without him in the way. You know, uh, the, 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 the debate was not dominated by Trump or didn't involve right. Trump at all. I mean, tangentially right. it did when they mentioned him here and there. But I think that Rubio and Cruz then had an opportunity to get their message out in a, in a much more direct manner. I'm not sure Cruz took advantage of it as well as he might have. He had sort of uh, some struggles last night, and Rubio had, had a struggle with immigration. But uh, the, the, the sort of feeling in the hall afterward was if you had to declare a winner, you might point toward Rubio, but not overwhelmingly. And, uh, and certainly Cruz was able to get his message out, too. So I don't think there was a big change. But I, I do think that there are a lot of people who sense and wonder that maybe there's momentum for Rubio right now. And, if, uh, and that might be proven out by what the Cruz people have done last night and in today. The Cruz people have decided to go forward with an ad that attacks Rubio on immigration. That tells me, and Eric Erickson tells me, that it's because they're worried that, mo that too much momentum is getting behind Rubio, and they want to try to stop that before Monday night's vote. And I also happen to think that um, 
because Trump wasn't there, there were less direct Trump attacks and less of yep. a distraction attacking yep. Trump. And uh, maybe a little bit more substance was addressed if you put aside the normal pitting one versus the other that they do for entertainment purposes anyway. No, you're absolutely right. And because of that, um, and this is not meant as, as being critical of Donald Trump, but I was watching both events at the same time. Obviously, he had a, a broader focus on veterans, so it was different than one of his normal stump speeches. But in the end, it was sort of he touched on many of the same themes that he touches on in his usual stump speech and right. presentation to the voters. And they, he did not go over the top with some kind of attack on Fox or or an attack on others in the Republican race or anything like that. So he didn't make news on that front. Frankly, there are times as a reporter, Herman, when you go and you cover these events and you all look at each other and roll your eyes and think, what am I going to write out of this? Where's the lead? You know, where's the news? And that's sort of, in a sense, politically, what came out of, of Trump last night is there wasn't much that was new other than the focus on the vets. And so that's why I think that in the end, his little gamble there maybe it's not that it backfired, but it didn't work maybe uh, the way he thought. And I think that's played out in the newspapers and on local TV and radio here in Iowa today, Herman. There's an article that just came out that's just been posted that says that the debate got about 12 million viewers. Uh, the previous Fox Business debate got 11.4. And that Trump wow. event, they estimate to have gotten about 3 million. So I'm quite frankly surprised that the Fox debate without Trump got 12 million, which is the second lowest. I, I'm, I'm not that surprised. I think that that's, uh, that's about the way I would figure, that uh, Trump it was, its own was not going to draw as many viewers, and that the debate itself was still a big deal, even without Trump. Now, obviously, he drives it in a way that the others cannot. I almost thought, oh, I, not almost, I tweeted out during it, I said that uh, they, they needed each other last night. Trump's event was, uh, you know, sort of, there was a lack of electricity, and the debate had a lack of electricity, because I think they got more into substantive issues. So again, uh, it's not that Trump failed or that his, his gamble failed, but I do think that, um, that he gave an opportunity to Cruz and Rubio to get out their messages to millions of viewers that, uh, without him being there to interfere with it in any way. And uh, we'll see whether or, not that, that, uh, uh, whether or not that works for him on Monday night. I think it's going to be most telling what happened to the single-digit group when we wake up on Tuesday morning and know yeah. what the results are. Because as yeah, you because know, it's those voters going yeah. out there and saying, geez, um, you know, I really like fill in the blank Carly Fiorina. Or I really right. like uh, Rick Santorum or I really like Mike Huckabee or I really like John Kasich. Do I really want to vote for them? Is it you know, it's the age old thing. Am I wasting my vote in Iowa? And, and that's hard. I, I get it for those people. You know, you've you've thought all along, boy, I really like person A. But then it comes down to it and you think, yeah, but. Shouldn't I get on board with one of these people? I mean, voters want to vote for the winner a lot of times, you know, yeah, unless you really, you, you really, really like your person. A lot of times people like that bandwagon effect. And, you know, the bandwagon effect and the momentum four years ago right now was with Rick Santorum, and he capitalized on that at the end. Uh, again, I'm not saying that Rubio's that, but it reminds me of, I like to play the horses, and, and, to, and my father taught me all about betting the horses. And Rubio, <laughs> and the Rubio-Cruz-Trump thing sort of reminds me of Trump is the, the, the even money favorite. Uh, Cruz is about 7-2, to two and Rubio is like 8-1. to one. And the smart money moves to that horse that's 8-1 to because they're looking for a winner. But that horse doesn't always win. Nope. You know, sometimes the smart money is wrong. 
So I guess we'll find out over the next few days whether Rubio has got that extra. I'm going to be interested to see the the tenor at their events this weekend. Sometimes you start to see that rush of people at the end, and you really notice who has that extra mojo. Well, I would agree that uh, Rubio does have that uh, sort of momentum on his side, and he's moving up. What I don't know is the impact of all of the advertising that some yeah. of the candidates have done, particularly in Iowa and New Hampshire. And some people felt like Jeb Bush had one of his best showings. However, I would I agree. Don't, I don't think I don't think that's going to be enough to propel him uh, into a huge surge. But he did have a pretty good show on last night. Yeah, and I, I also think that he, he is at his best when it is about policy, when it is getting into the details. And uh, the, and by not having Trump there, he was able to do that without having to worry about being run up and down the flagpole and, and denigrated by Trump. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, the, the, the candidates who are really focused more on New Hampshire, and, and you would put in that category Jeb Bush, uh, Chris Christie, and John Kasich, you know, they're the ones who have not been faring that well in Iowa. I, I was interested in their schedules. Christie, when I saw him this morning, he was he, he rallied his volunteers and, and said, look, you know, get out there. And he's got a full slate of town halls today, tomorrow and Sunday. You know, I would have thought, well, geez, maybe he does a little and then he goes back to New Hampshire. But he's putting in the full three day weekend here. Jeb Bush is doing the same. He's got a full slate of events on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Now, Kasich. He's doing this one event coming up in Cedar Rapids, and then he's going back, and he'll be in New Hampshire. Uh, I'm not sure how quickly he gets there, but I know he's in New Hampshire on Monday, the day they, they're voting here in Iowa. So they decided that he is going to get out of Iowa and move back to New Hampshire and maybe try to get the edge there. I would have thought, and this is, again, not meant to be a criticism, but I would have thought maybe that the Bush people and the Christie people might have thought about the same thing, too, because, let's face it, they you haven't seen them perk up in the polls here in Iowa. Has Gilmore been there at all, to your knowledge? <laughs> um, I mean, he was here last night. I swear to God, Herman, I was walking down before the start of the undercard debate, and somebody ran in front of me and went into the bathroom, and I thought it looked just like Jim Gilmore, but I didn't want to stick around <laughs> to wait to see if it was him. But, I, I mean, you know, the, the, the guy's not on a whole bunch of ballots. I, I, I it. it 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 just amazes me that he was up there on the stage when he certainly is not what I think a lot of people would see as a credible candidate who can run nationally. Similarly for O'Malley, the most I've ever seen him in any of the polls is uh, maybe 2% in the, on the Democrat side. Yeah, yeah, he's had some fours and fives in, in a couple of states, but yes, he has not had much uh, up there very high. Uh, you know, I think really Iowa could be the end of the line for him simply because of the way things are structured and that if you're not able to get over 15 percent in the individual precincts, you are declared not viable and you can't even qualify for any delegates. And, and uh, you know, we'll see just how much he's able to do on Monday night. Uh, I, I don't think many people here are expecting that much. Which of the candidates are you going to be hawking this weekend with all this time on your hands? Yeah, all this time. Uh, if I had somebody to A, drive me or B, fly me, it would be much easier. You know, like today's a perfect example, Herman. Uh, I wanted to catch up with Ted Cruz, but Ted Cruz's first event was a three-and-a-half-hour drive from Des Moines. Nothing against wow. Ted Cruz, but yep. I'm not into driving that far to get way out uh, in Iowa. So today it's going to be Christy, Kasich, Paul, and Sanders. Tomorrow on my schedule is 
Cruz, Bush, Rubio, Carson. And then Sunday, if everything plays out right, uh, Trump in Council Bluffs, Clinton also in the same town, then back to Des Moines for the final uh, rallies for Cruz and Sanders. And also, I think, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is campaigning with her husband uh, in big events uh, tonight, Saturday night, and Sunday night. Sort of the the big wrap-up for her. We'll see if it works. On Monday, after you have um, observed some of these, I'm particularly interested in the mood of the Carson campaign if you go to that event. Because his name doesn't even come up in conversation most of the time. No, I think a lot of people here, the one big issue is how many, we talked earlier about will people switch at the last minute, how many of those people voting for Carson, will they get in that, you know, in that precinct and think to themselves, should I vote for somebody like Cruz or Rubio? You know, is it, am I wrong to sit here in this small group and should I get with one of the bigger ones? Uh, Because I think a lot of the Carson people, if they were to switch to Cruz, that could be uh, maybe the margin of victory for Ted Cruz. Are you staying through Monday? Yes, I will be there Monday Monday with you and on Tuesday after the vote. So we'll have full coverage for you. Uh, We'll take the weekend to sample all this stuff and have a great readout for you on the ground. And, of course, uh, if you follow me on Twitter or read my blog, you'll get a lot more as well from behind the scenes on what's going on here in Iowa. Well, travel safe, my friend. Talk to you on Monday. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you on Monday, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show.